The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Team Daily Intermission, the DI Army is what we like to call it. Welcome back. It's episode 51 of season two of the Daily Intermission podcast. It is July 4th, long weekend for all the American listeners. It is Canada Day weekend for all of the Canadian listeners. It's been a big weekend in North America. I'm joined in studio as always by Nathan Brown. How we doing, my man? We're doing good. It's crazy these two weekends fall at the same time, you know? Absolutely. It's crazy. It's, uh, I guess, not crazy. It just seems kind of stupid, really, if you think about it, but... Man, Fourth of July. Yeah, just, one, one half of the so sick. One half of the um, uh, two parties celebrating this weekend is well aware that there's two going on, and one party uh, of the <laughs> two celebrating is is not well aware that there's another celebration. Because I'm almost certain that ninety percent of Americans have no idea when Canada Day is, and I'm almost certain that ninety percent of Canadians all know that July Fourth weekend is uh, is 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 you know transpiring. So it, there's a little bit of a of a split. Like we're aware, but they're not. Yeah, hundred percent. It's weird how much like obviously we have like all their media and stuff, so it's like so much easier to see their stuff. But it's crazy how little they know about Canada. Yeah, in the U.S., it's actually wild. Oh, it is for it's sure. So close, and it's just like like even even just to name the provinces, I think there's no shot. No, for most people, no. Which I'm, is just crazy. I wonder how many they could get. You think on average the average American could name how many provinces and territories out of the thirteen? How many? The average? Yeah, I'm gonna say three. Yeah, they're gonna get Ontario for sure. British Columbia. Well, they they probably. might not even know Ontario though. They might That's just like, mean, call Toronto. it Toronto. Yeah, I was thinking British Columbia. British Columbia. Yeah, Alberta. Alberta probably. Yeah. yeah, those might be the three. There's no chance they're getting an Atlantic province unless they're like from Maine. Yeah, or, or some. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I think it changes like going down. Like I feel like people in Maine they're gonna get like Ontario and like maybe like for Nova sure. Scotia. They'll be the leaders of the pack. I'd yeah, say is I would the think people so of Maine um, and in the greater people in Maine. New England area. Um, but uh, no, it was a great celebration, man. There's fireworks, there's barbecues, there's people, you know, having a great time. It's a, it's a great day to celebrate uh, the great countries of Canada and the United States, and and uh, obviously, you know, to celebrate uh, the uh, the freedoms and and uh, the luxuries of, of living in these two countries. But uh, it's been a great weekend. Nate, in other news, just staying in the pregame show, I will mention that it's a UFC, golf, and tennis talk to start things off. It's been a big weekend in each of those. Uh, we're gonna move into the NHL in quarter two, NBA in quarter three, and a little MLB chatter uh, to close it out in quarter for the halftime show this week will be guess the nationality so uh, we'll give athletes uh, back and forth and try to guess the nationality it's quite challenging yeah no it is very tough I've got some bad ones for you yeah they're gonna be tough uh, it's it's gonna be a bloodbath out All there right. That's, I'm looking forward to it uh, staying in the pregame show it's uh, Lindsay Lohan and uh, I haven't heard this name in a long time I'm not really sure what happened to Lindsay Lohan I remember Mean Girls and I remember Freaky Friday I mean as we were you know she was pretty much a mega star uh, through our you know through our Queens. Mean Girls is one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> that is one of the funniest movies ever. It's a good flick for it's sure. So funny. Yep. But yeah, I'm not, I not. I haven't heard about her in a while. A decade. I don't. Maybe? I don't pay a whole lot of attention to celebrity news. It's basically just what whatever pops up for, for sure. Me. Like, I, I don't go hunting, so it's hard to. 
she went through some drama as they all do as these as these people you know gain this massive fandom and and fame at such a young age she went through some rough years but she's getting married so congratulations to Lindsay lohan and we'll, we'll reflect on how great of a movie mean girls was and freaky friday and i'm trying to think of other flicks that she was in i'm pretty sure she made it some appearances on the family channel i don't know why i'm oh, thinking that yeah. parent trap was she in Perhaps. Mm, maybe. I don't I know. I haven't seen that one. Okay. I'm not sure if she was, but I, I know that uh, she was definitely a, a Disney star. She was big time <clears throat> back in the day. Oh, yeah. Big time. Her and like Britney Spears. Yep. Yeah. For sure. And she's another one that's kind of a little off the rails right now. I'm not yeah. really sure what's yeah. uh, totally going on with Britney. But. I don't know either. Happy for Lindsay Lohan. Uh, yeah. Just some sad news out of the NFL. We got 26-year-old linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens, Jalen Ferguson. Uh, he tragically passed last week. Uh, it was a, a fentanyl, um, cocaine overdose. Um, sad man. It's uh, it's it's a bad, bad, bad um, you know issue and and uh, yeah. problem right now in, in, in the party scene. And and uh, the NFL loses uh, a young star. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I I just don't understand the whole like fentanyl thing. Like, why are you know? It, it, and I don't. I feel like it's not going anywhere either. You know. No. So yeah. it's it's a shame. Yeah, it's just that small trace of it, um, and yeah, uh, it's you crazy. know, it's uh, we saw it with uh, with Jimmy Hayes earlier this season. It's it's it's, it's a it's a pandemic going on, and um, and hopefully, uh, you know, there was uh, some some people in society uh, that uh, kind of start to crack down on this and and, and figure out the roots because uh, if you look up the the numbers of this pandemic it is certainly alarming um but that's a lot that's that's enough sad news for the pregame show that'll conclude the pregame show and we're going to move into quarter one and it is ufc 267 which was everything uh they wanted it to be over there in vegas uh we've got a little bit of golf talk we got the live tour and pga tour i don't want to give the live tour um you know the, the time of day on the daily mission podcast but they're just producing so much headlines that i have to um and uh and tennis nate will uh, finish off in wimbledon just kind of giving a few updates Starting things off, who won the belts last night? There was two on the line. It was the featherweight belt and the middleweight belt. Israel Adesanya takes care of business with the unanimous decision win, uh, retains the middleweight belt, and Andrew, and Andrew Volkanovsky? Volkanovsky? Volkanovsky, yeah. I think it's Andrew. Uh, Volkanovsky. Yeah, Volkanovsky. He retains the featherweight belt. Apparently, you know, over Max Holloway, broke his hand in the first round. That guy's an absolute machine. Sean O'Malley, another guy I really like to watch. Yeah, the Nalk boys are close with him. He's just an absolute lunatic. The eye poke? Yeah, no contest for, for Sean O'Malley. So that's uh, that's tough. But I think what stole the night uh, was two UFC legends, uh, Jessica I and, and Donald uh, Cowboy Cerrone, both laying the gloves down in the octagon, both retiring. Um, you know, people will famously know Cowboy from fighting Conor McGregor, I think, four years back. Um, and Jessica I, she's been a ranked fighter in the UFC her entire career, which is, you know, uh, you know, we're looking at potentially two Hall of Famers in the UFC. And, and uh, it was a great night overall, man. It's tough to watch, tough to uh, stay up and, and watch those fights. But, yeah. uh, well, you know, the, I think uh, they got their action. What was it? The uh, Adesanya fight, it was like one thirty, still not on. Yeah. Ridiculous for our time anyway. Uh, interesting stat about him. Like five, I think five of his last like seven fights have just gone the distance. Wow. Which is just like sweet. I mean, you're not going to get any betting odds off of that anyway. The books have clearly already figured that out. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's that's nice to know. Like when he's up for the like in a fight, you're most likely getting to watch the full thing. Yeah. Which is good to see. Also, um, what was it? O'Malley. Oh, who's he funny? Was it Mute? Um, yeah. Munoz. Munoz. Yeah. I get he was getting a lot of flack. A lot of people were saying he didn't want to go back in after he got the eye poke. Yeah. They were like, yeah, he's done. For he sure. didn't want it. Didn't want the smoke. Yeah. He, but I mean, let's like an eye poke hurts. 
Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, I mean, you're so. not going to be able to, you know, see uh, clearly out of your eye. No, for sure. And yeah, Sean O'Malley in his post game press conference, he pretty much came out and said that he was looking for a way out. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I think they run that back. Uh, I would yeah, think they oh, run yeah. that back. But uh, Sean O'Malley's 16 and 0 in, in his professional career in fighting, so he's uh, he's certainly a fun one to watch. But uh, UFC 267 obviously didn't disappoint there for uh, for. For Joe Rogan and uh, and Dana White, those boys put on a bit of a clinic. Uh, Nate, moving into the PGA Tour, staying in quarter one. It's the John Deere Classic, and uh, I will tip my cap to you for picking uh, JT Poston because he's looking to go wire to wire. He's 19 under right now through three days. Yeah. Uh, obviously had a fantastic week last week. He's been trending in the right direction, wearing his vineyard vines in the green. So it would be nice to see if uh, JT Poston can go wire to wire and win the, the John Deere Classic. Yeah, it'd be uh, how many bets would we have won then for this year? It's got to be like up five or six now, no? Yeah, I haven't tallied it up. I would think even uh, even a little bit more than that. Um, I know and, we got Cam Smith. You got Shoffley last week. Uh, yep, and uh, Scheffler I had at the Waste Management. Right. Um, uh, gosh, there's a couple more. Yeah, I know I had another one. I just can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, uh, are hot. Yeah, we don't mind giving out best bets on the golf. That's why we do it every week. You know, we're fairly confident in, in our education in golf, and that's why you have to sprinkle those odds. Um, so uh, Sahita Gallup, both of our one-and-done pick this week. Uh, started off round one, plus three. Very worrisome. Uh Comes out Friday, shoots minus six. Comes out Saturday, shoots minus six. Right back in the hunt. Yeah. Uh, congrats to Sahith for saving the boys in the one and done because we're coming off a week where we've both forgot to submit picks. Um, yes. So uh, Sahith looks good. And uh, my guy, Adam Svensson, who I gave out on live in the line to come top 10, he's one position outside of the top 10 right nice. now. Uh, so hopefully he can have a good Sunday and uh, and pay the folks from live on the line. For sure. Even for my Sahith pick now, I'm like, obviously he's not going to make up 10 strokes here on the final day. But it's like, let's just get up a little bit, get a little more money in the one-and-done account there. That's right. That's, that's right. That's the move now. Yeah. And, I wish and, I would have gone post, and obviously easy to say now. Yeah, for sure. But, um, JT would have been a nice little pick there, for yeah. sure. Um, so it's the Scottish Open uh, next week on the uh, DP World Tour. A lot of the PGA pros and a lot of the big names will be playing on that, uh, excluded all the live players. And then it's the British Open, um, the Open at St. Andrews, which Tiger Woods will be back. All the live guys will be back. And uh, it's going to be a huge major championship. It's going to be super exciting. The last one of the year, which is crazy to say, it's really flown by. Yeah. Um, but uh, looking forward to that in two weeks. But it was interesting. I wanted to talk about Fred Couples this week. He's obviously a legend of the game. He came out and said he knows how much of a clown act, how much of a circus act these guys know it is over on the Live Tour. He said he'll probably never talk to Phil Mickelson again. Wow. So this is one of the legends, a very highly respected guy in the, on the PGA Tour. Freddie Couples says, I'm done with Phil. Okay. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's another thing towards people in the live tour. It's like, well, now you don't have your PGA buddies talking to you anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, and another uh, kind of a clown act. So Pat Perez, Dustin Johnson, Taylor Gooch, and Patrick Reed won the team event. And mm. Taylor Gooch, fairly young guy on tour. I think it's his third season with status on the PGA Tour. Obviously not anymore because yeah. he's moved to the live. So they're celebrating this win over on the live tour. There's probably, I don't know, 100 people around. Greg Norman's pouring beers into people's... It's just an absolute circus act. Anyway, Taylor Gooch comes out and says, listen, I've never played in a Ryder Cup or President's Cup, but I can't imagine it's anything more than what with this, yeah, this we just that. experienced. That right there is maybe the most ignorant comment I've ever made. One, Taylor Gooch, there's one reason why you haven't played in a, in a President's Cup and a Ryder Cup. It's because you're not good enough. You're not even close to good enough. You wouldn't even have a chance of sniffing a team ever. So to say that is kind of like, it, it, it's it's like saying a guy in the in the AHL wins the Calder Cup. It's like, I don't know what it's like to win a Stanley Cup, but it can't be much better than this. It's like, well, 
Yeah, you're not you're not even close to getting to the Stanley Cup. Plus, they can say the crowd was electric all they want. Like it's it's no Ryder Cup. No, like that place is a zoo. Yeah, the Ryder Cup, it's an absolute zoo. It's uh, it's it's. It's so disappointing to watch. It's it's hilarious because it's people are going to make fun of Taylor Gooch and all that. And and uh, obviously it sucks this week because the John Deere Classic didn't have the strongest field to combat with the Live Tour. But I really have no interest. Like the the field is compelling. The people who make up the field is compelling. But just the 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 format, the three day shotgun start with teams. I have zero interest in it, man. And yeah, I feel as if that weird. people are going to find out pretty quickly that this isn't going to work. Yeah, I I know the teams thing. It just looks like cheap, and I don't know. I don't love it. It's weird. Yeah, I believe the teams change every week too. Yeah, there's a draft every yeah, week. Yeah, which is like I don't know. That's kind of weird too because I I feel like if you had the team like a set team, at least you can kind of back a squad, you know. Yep. But now it's just like, oh, which team am I cheering for this week? You can't really get attached to a squad. It's just weird. The team thing's strange. Don't love it. No. But uh, uh, no, it's uh, it's certainly a, an ongoing battlefield in the golf scene right now, and, and we'll continue to monitor that. Um, moving into Wimbledon, uh, I don't have much to report. It's uh, the the biggest headlines coming out of the Wimbledon right now are Nadal and Djokovic. Obviously, uh, two heavy favorites on the men's side are still moving and grooving. All Canadians have been eliminated, and Swiatek, she put on an absolute clinic. She was on a huge streak. Is now. Done. She was beat out in the third round. Uh, Layla is not playing due to injury, so we'll continue to follow uh, the Wimbledon as it gets into the later rounds. But I'm missing Roger Federer on a uh, Wimbledon like this. Oh, for sure. Just to circle back on Switek too. What was it? 38 in a row. Yep. 38 in a row. Man. Yep. What a run. Major champion matches like, one. You got to give a clap for that. That is just an impressive fate as it is. 38 wins in a row. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Federer would be nice out there. Um. But, you know, here we are. I may be wrong by saying this, but when I kind of monitor the tennis world right now, I feel as if it's hungry for its next phenom. Yeah. And it's next Djokovic, it's next Nadal, it's next Federer. Maybe they're playing and maybe they'll come out of the woodwork. But, you know, us Canadian tennis fans were hopeful that it could have been Felix, uh, could have been Dennis. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. So no. I think tennis is hungry for its next star. So we'll continue to monitor their, uh, the tennis world. And, and that's going to conclude quarter one, Nate. Yeah. A lot going on there, a lot of moving parts, but we're going to move into quarter two, and it's NHL talk. The NHL and NBA, obviously their offseasons have just started, and the news has been flowing in. It's the coach carousel continuing. The Jets hired Rick Bonus, who stepped down in Dallas. Uh, obviously, fellow Maritimer, we're happy for Rick Bonus going to uh, coach the the, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Bruins have hired Jim Montgomery, uh, who was on the bench. Uh, beside, he was an assistant coach with Barube in 2019 when the uh, when the Blues won, and then he would, uh, was the head coach of the Dallas Stars before Rick Bonus took over uh so jim montgomery's new the new bench boss in boston uh the jets hire rick bonus and the the detroit red wings hired uh shoot i forget his name and it's not my notes here and i do apologize for the listeners the red wings yeah yeah i can't Um, i i'm not familiar with them Another am I, uh, so. but I know they're excited about it. I know some reporters were tweeting that uh, it was a great signing by Steve Eiserman, which I wouldn't put it past him. He seems to be an, an unbelievable GM. Yeah. Um, uh, Derek so, Lalonde. Derek Lalonde. Lalonde. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so congrats to uh, those three teams finding their new bench bosses. Uh, but it was a plethora of signings and a plethora of news outside of the coaching in the NHL. Nick Paul, who was traded at the deadline from Ottawa, they were hundreds of thousands of dollars off a long-term deal. He now signs a long-term deal seven years at $3 million in Tampa Bay. Congrats to Nick Paul for that yeah, one. That's Nate. awesome. That's a good one. That's a good deal for Tampa too. 3 million bucks. Huge. Like when he's bringing it, he had a hell of a playoff, man. 
Yep, he did, man, I mean, with all the injuries going game on. seven against the Leafs, he had both goals, no? Yep, he did. Ridiculous. He did. He played well and, and uh, kind of rejuvenated, uh, you know, his game in Tampa Bay, which I'm sure, you know, a lot of people would, you know, having that room and that leadership and just that star power there. Uh, Brock Besser, who had, you know, kind of a, a tough year and off year, he signs a three-year uh, 6.65 AAV deal uh, in Vancouver. I think pretty good deal, man. I like uh, Brock Besser's game. He had a lot of things going on uh, outside of the arena this year um, with family members and sickness. So I think Brock Besser's a good year, and I think that's a very fair deal for a guy like that. For sure. I agree with you. Six, Dave, have him at his like peak at $6 bucks. You, yep. it's a, it's a good-looking contract. Uh, friend of the show, Scott Wedgwood, two-year yes. extension in Dallas. How are that's we doing? That's right. Get Scotty that, Wedgwood. Get her going. Yeah, so he'll back up more than likely uh, Ottinger for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah. I don't think it'll be a tandem outlook, but I think, uh, you know, Scott Wedgwood, is, he'll get his 25 games. For sure. Uh, Lightning are looking to trade Ryan McDonough. Um, yeah. Kind of coming to the end of his career. He's a slow, big guy, block shots. I mean, he, he's he's a fantastic player. I mean, I would say he's got two more call years left. Um, but uh, we'll see. Cap hits a killer. It is for sure, yeah. man. Um, so they're looking to shop. Um, we and have to assume Johnny Goudreau is out in Calgary. Yeah, for sure. Point. They offered him a 9.5 AAV. He's looking for more. Um, Crazy, I would think man. that he should be getting more. Uh, came fifth in scoring this year. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, it's interesting, man. Um, you know, it may not be the worst look for them to get rid of him because you've got uh, Kachuk the year after um, coming up. And I think that Matt Kachuk's maybe a more valuable guy in your lineup. Uh, than Johnny Goudreau, but obviously it's going to be a huge loss for Calgary. And now you kind of look at suitors for uh, for Johnny Goudreau, and I think the one that stands out is is going into his home state with um, with uh, I think he oh is he from Massachusetts? Uh, I thought so. I thought he, he was a no, Long played, Island guy. He played college there. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. a Long Island guy. So yeah, we are right. in um, New Jersey, which obviously isn't Long Island, but uh, yeah, close no, by. Right. Um, so I mean, we'll see what happens with Johnny Goudreau, and uh, you'll continue to monitor that. And a surprising one here: this, the Buffalo Sabers have uh, have signed. Um, <laughs> Resigned um, Craig Anderson, which I thought this guy's career was done, but they're going to keep him around. That guy's going to be in the net in 50 years, just a skeleton, man. <laughs> For sure. The bag of bones stopping pucks. He never let it go. What is he, 42 now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. I mean, I don't know what they're, who else do they have in net there? Um, I'm trying to think. They had Aaron Dell, but obviously he's gone. Is Tukarski there? Aaron I think Tukarski might be they there. They just re signed Tukarski, I yeah. believe. So they got Tukarski and, and, uh, and Craig, what's um, the move Anderson's there? Like, they in need that. something in that they there. Need something. Holy and smokes. that's going to be interesting. Come July seventh, with free agency just around the corner, there's going to be some goalies changing places because there's a lot of need in the goaltender yep. uh, position, and there's not a lot out there. No. Um, so we'll see what happens really there. Isn't. It's so hard to acquire a goalie, though. You know, you pretty much got to draft them or get exceptionally lucky. Yes, it's hard to just like for sure. Well, Maple Leafs fans, I mean, they're like forty years without even drafting a goalie. That's yeah. been you know a, a real hero. So. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Nate, we get the draft in just over two weeks, uh, July 13th, Wednesday, July 13th. Uh, is it on a Wednesday? Anyway, I'm not sure if that date's um, correct, but it's usually on a weekend, usually a Friday night. Okay. But it could be different now. Who knows? Yeah. I think it's uh the July 13th of Wednesday. So that might be wrong, but, um, uh, well, that would be, yeah, that would be Wednesday. Yeah. yeah so, so it's July yeah. 13th and then, uh, Shane Wright, Nate is the kind of the him and, and, uh, Juraj Slavkovsky, uh, yeah. Slovakian. Those are the two guys going head to head. You usually have two guys looking two or three guys that are like, who are they going to take? And we talked about it last episode. It might, it looks like Montreal might take uh, Slavkovsky, but 
I mean, I don't think it would surprise anyone either if they took Shane Wright. I, I know. It's it's tough. I really think it's... This is the most up in the air, like, first overall I've seen in a while. And I'm yep. sure some people are probably listening and be like, oh, it's Shane Wright for sure. But, I mean, like, what is it? Bob McKenzie's... Uh, when he was talking to scouts, he said, like, five of them had Slavkovsky, five of them had Shane Wright. And yep. he said he could talk to, like, ten other scouts. It could be all Wright or all Slavkovsky. Yeah. But, I mean, that Slavkovsky guy is nasty. And, I don't know. Shane Wright, he hasn't really done it for me. I don't know what it is, but, I mean... Yeah, he, Shane Wright's been a little unlucky. I mean, obviously, he yeah. was such a dominant player in Kingston at 15 with the exceptional status. And then with COVID, I mean, everyone in the CHL really had a tough go with COVID. Um, you know, he, he's been a great player and, and a lot of pressure on him for a long time. I mean, he had a decent CHL prospects game. I remember watching that. He's ripped on home uh, right off the get-go. But I think you're getting two great players. I think Slavkowski's yeah. uh, uh, more game-ready, uh, draft-ready. But, I mean, obviously, too, there's a lot of, a lot of hype and a lot of hope uh, around Shane Wright. So I don't think you can go wrong. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, a few other guys that uh, to keep in mind uh, on draft night. Logan uh, Logan Cooley, centerman from the U.S. development team. Uh, a lot of praise around this guy. You got Matthew Savoie, uh, played for the Winnipeg uh, Ice in the WHL, a centerman, and uh, he looks good as well. And then there's a defenseman, ranked fifth, Simon Nemec, another Slovakian. Yeah. Uh, big guy. So uh, we'll see what happens there, man. Uh, it's crazy to see two Slovakians mm-hmm. in the top five of the draft rankings. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, this if uh, Slavkovsky ends up going one, I have to guarantee that's the first Slovak ever taken first overall. For sure. Uh, the only one that really stood out was like Marian Hosa, but I don't believe he was a first overall pick. Yeah. It was like way back in the day, but I really don't think he was. So I think he would uh, create history. I feel like New Jersey's almost in a better spot than Montreal because they don't have to make the selection. Yep. They kind of just let the guy fall. For sure. And it's like, we'll take him, whatever. So we'll see what happens. Definitely, definitely. Well, that's going to conclude NHL Talk uh, for episode 51, season two of the Daniel Bishop Podcast. We're moving to the halftime show, and it's Guests or Nationality, and this is going to be a bloodbath. This is going to be, as uh, as the kids are saying these days, a shit show. Yes. You want to start or me? I got you. Dylan Fratelli. Dylan Fratelli. Um, I know this. Um, oh, no. Is he, is he from South Africa? Yes, he is. Okay. I was really thinking it was Italy or something. Uh, give me Israel Adesanya, Greg. He's from New Zealand. Nigeria. Nigeria. So he lives and trains in New Zealand. Yeah. Those are the ones that get tough. Wow. Gosh. Um, That's almost more impressive that you knew that, really. Yeah. Than, than yeah. That. So. I follow the UFC kind of um, well, yeah, but, fight week, and they yeah. used to... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Arabon Lahiri. Uh, say it again. Uh, Anabarn Lahiri. PGA Tour. Lahiri. I'm never Lahiri'd of them. Um, I'm going to go with, um, uh, what am I thinking? Singapore. India. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Lars Eller. Lars Eller. This is tricky. Lars Eller. I'm going Czech. He's Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. That's that's Him tough. and Freddie Anderson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Graham Gano, kicker for the uh, Carolina Panthers. Graham Gano. Um, I would have normally just assume USA, um, and then my second default guess, if I wasn't going with that, would be the UK. Scotland. Okay. Yeah. That was close. Uh, Mika Zabinajad. Swedish. Yes. Uh, Eric Chernak. Eric Chernak is Czech. Slovakia. Ah, damn it. Uh, half points for the uh, country uh, splitting? I don't think we can allow it. <laughs> no, I don't think we can. Uh, Dominic Simone. Dominic Simone. Is he Canadian? He's German. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... I know. Weird one, eh? Alexander Volkanovsky. I called him Andrew during the show. It's Alexander Volkanovsky. It's the great 
Alexander the Great. You're Russian. Australian. <sighs> Never would have got that in a million years. It wouldn't even be my top five guess. Uh, Pascal Siakam. Oh, gosh. Is it Ghana? Cameroon. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Santiago Espinal. Espinal. Going to go Spain. Dominican. Okay. Well, damn. Um, uh, Nikolai Vucevic. Oh, shoot. Is he France? Switzerland. Shoot. <laughs> um, gosh. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton. USA. USA? Yeah. Yep. California. Yeah. You'd almost have to reckon he was on my list. <laughs> <laughs> was he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He uh, was. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Tennis. Oh, he's a guard in the NBA. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say I'm gonna say USA. German. Okay. Dennis Schroeder. Not a know. lot of Germans in the NBA. I know. That's a, that's a good one. Um, obviously, I'm going to lose out on Stanton here. Uh, Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. I got to go with Cuba. You are spot on. Love it. Good stuff. Uh, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier. I'm going to go with France. Bang. Yeah. That was that was lucky. Um, Raphael Devers. Is he Dominican? I know he, he is. is. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, nice. How Tong Lee. <sighs> Japan. China. <sighs> and lastly, Brandon Nakashima. Japan. USA. No <laughs> shot. Yeah, yeah, tennis. Oh my gosh. Oh man. All right. You know what's weird? Before we started doing that, I, I had this weird hunch that we were going to have one of the same. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Well, Stanton's a good one because like really you think good. you automatically think Dominican or Cuba or yeah. just, you know. I thought it was Cuba and then I saw it and I had to actually go onto his Wikipedia to make sure it wasn't like some like he was born there and then like plays yeah. for Cuba. I was like, geez, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I know he played for USA baseball. It's a good one. Good thinking on both parts. Um, Nate, we're going to move into quarter three here. NBA talk. And we're going to start by talking about Kevin Durant here and Kyrie Irving and everything going on with the New York or the Brooklyn Nets. I apologize. So, I mean, the Nets bring in a couple years ago, Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant. And you're thinking, wow, this is going to be such a powerhouse. They then end up bringing in James Harden and you're like, oh my goodness. This is going to be an absolute wagon fest. This is a wagon and things have just fallen apart. Obviously, James Harden, after a few months there, said, listen, I'm out of here. I want to go to Philly. Um, we're not going to talk about the bargaining power that the players have in the <laughs> NBA. It's absolutely crazy. But, uh, but Ben Simmons is now there and Kevin Durant has requested a trade. Kyrie Irving is most likely going to be trade. I was reading reports this morning that the Lakers are working on a deal to get Russell Westbrook to Brooklyn for um, for uh, Kyrie Irving, but it's going to be interesting oh, to see because I both I do believe that both Kyrie and Kevin Durant will be leaving the Brooklyn Nets in weeks to come, which is just it's it's such good theater. You can love it or hate it, but it is so compelling. It's it's it, 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 it grabs your attention. And you're like, what's going on here? It's every off season too. Yep, exactly, you know, it is just constant. It's like this guy's out. This guy's. And it's just the flick of a switch, man. Oh, one little thing happens, and this guy's like, "I'm done." Yeah, and they get traded to exactly where they want for sure. Most of the time, it is incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. So let's talk about the Kevin Durant suitors a little bit. There's a lot of obviously, there's been a lot of uh, Raptors talk and what Masai Ujiri and and um, and Bobby Webster would have to do to bring in a guy like Kevin Durant. And obviously, the package you're looking at is going to be substantial. Well, for sure, when you look at what the the Timberwolves gave up to get Rudy, yeah, what is it? Oh, Four exactly. first round picks, yep. a bunch of you know, it's going to be theoretically at least the same, if not more, for KD. Oh, we're talking more for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like so you've got to look at yourself. I think if you're Toronto and be like. Is this worth the risk? 
you know? Yeah. Like, is it going to be another Kawhi situation? Yeah, exactly. I think what you'd have to do is you'd have to sit down. You got to bring in Drake. I think you have to bring in Drake to talk to KD. And obviously, Masai's got to be talking. And if you're going to make this deal, you've got to be certain that this guy's going to be willing to spend the rest of his contract in Toronto. Yeah, you can't have um, like this one year and yeah. then just him demanding a trade again. And For then sure. you're right back where you were. And then you got to be careful with the package that you send along to Brooklyn because uh, obviously you bring in Durant, then it's automatically you've got championship hopes for the next four years, but you've got to make sure that you've got the surrounding cast to do that. So I think automatically the number one piece you're losing is Scotty Barnes. This guy had a tremendous year at fourth overall last year. Uh, uh, he's looked really good. His ceiling looks great. Obviously, he hasn't grown into what he's going to be, and there's still some unknowns there, but I think Scotty Barnes is number one. Then you're looking at probably OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, or Fred Van Fleet, one of those two. Yeah. So then, you know... Four first-rounders? I would think, yeah, something along those lines with draft picks as well. So you're looking at that package that Toronto would have to give away. So you're losing two guys, but you're obviously bringing in, you know, maybe the most prolific scorer in the NBA right now yeah. and Kevin Durant, but... Like I said, you have to have a supporting cast. So there's a lot of things to weigh. There's a lot of pro but and cons. Do they to have weigh. that supporting cast once you bring them in? Exactly. You know? I, I, but what else could you bring in with Kevin Durant in Toronto? Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you'd be you'd be going all in all of oh, a sudden. All 100%. and yeah, exactly. And it would be fun to see a guy like Masai Ujiri, who's been so great uh, at the you know at the helm of, of of Toronto, to see what he could bring in and do. I think there's that chatter won't go away. Another team is the Phoenix Suns, but like Nate said, uh, I think last episode was DeAndre Ayton can't be involved in the yeah. trade because since they traded Ben Simmons to uh, the since the Brooklyn Nets acquired Ben Simmons, who was on his rookie deal uh, or a rookie extension deal, you can't trade for two of those players that are eligible under that type of contract deal. Okay. So DeAndre Ayton would, would, couldn't be in that deal. So does Phoenix have enough on their roster? Because you don't want to lose Chris Paul, you don't want to lose Devin Booker. Do they have enough? on their roster uh, to, to get to, to acquire a guy like Kevin Durant. You look at Miami. I'm not sure if Miami has it's a similar case with Bam Adebayo can't be involved in the deal yeah. uh, because of that situation with Ben Simmons. So do they have enough to put to, together a package? So it's going to be really interesting. What, what would you do if they like say they flip like Jimmy Butler? Yeah. You know, Jimmy Butler in 19 firsts. Yeah. You know, like obviously it wouldn't be that extreme. But like and, also and, is that something that Brooklyn's after? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, we'll see. And and it is fair to say that I don't know if Brooklyn's going to be that bad. No. You still got Joe Harris who's a tremendous shooter. You got Seth Curry. Okay, he's a depth piece. You got Ben Simmons. So I know he took yeah. a lot of heat, but this guy can play. Yeah, for sure. You know, sure. and then the fleet of people that you're going to get for Kyrie and Kevin Durant, you're probably going to have a solid looking roster. Yeah, it's pretty much automatic. Yeah. that's See, that is the exciting thing. Like, you know, we talk about it. It's like, yeah, you know, if you love it or hate it for the trades and everything, the free agency. The NBA, man, it's crazy like that. Yeah. Like you can just get good so quick. For sure. That's the flip of a switch, and then your team is just a wagon. Yep. Which is awesome. Exactly. Exactly. It's awesome, but it's like, you know, because you look at like in the NHL with like Buffalo, it's like this team has no hope for like five years. Yep. So it's so much more exciting for like an NBA franchise. For sure. Like, oh, all of a sudden we got KD, let's rock. Yep, for sure. I, yeah, I don't know what to think about having that in the NHL. I think it could be tough, but. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, and I wanted There's to too mention too, Nate, to work. as you mentioned, Rudy Gobert is heading to the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, yeah. for a fleet of draft picks. Um, very interesting here. So, Carl uh, Anthony Towns signs a four-year, two hundred and twenty-two million dollar extension. Yep. Who plays center? Right. So yeah, you bring in Rudy Gobert. So you're just going to go extra jumbo, like you're going to have. So Carl Anthony Towns, don't get me wrong, is an awesome scorer. And uh, to have both of those guys in the floor at once, obviously, is going to be a mismatch. 
uh, offensively. For sure. I don't know. That's I a guess good point you bring up there. You know, it's uh, it's <clears throat> it's an odd situation. You never really see a guy get a max contract as a center, and then you bring in another, another center. Center who's a a stud, rebound machine, Rudy, my guy. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. What do you do? Do you put one of them out of? Do you move one of them? Like position? Like do you, do you trade Carl Anthony Towns? You wouldn't think. No shot, right? No. Like you uh, wouldn't think. Uh, and you get this Anthony Edwards guy who's just so electric. Uh, the, the Timberwolves are going to be exciting to watch next year, man. They're a team that I pegged on having a better year this year, and they did. Um, and uh, they, they're going to continue to grow. <clears throat> we'll see what happens there. Uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting. I know a guy like Scoopy, a guy like Cam Smith, who we talked to on Love and Law, and they would have more insight on on, on kind of the uh, the narrative behind that or the motive behind that. For sure. I did want to mention Nate Malcolm Brogdon, former Rookie of the Year. He was on the Milwaukee Bucks. People do. do do remember he's an absolute stud at the point guard position he was then traded to the indiana pacers where he continued playing well he was now acquired by the boston celtics so boston celtics fans extremely excited about the acquisition of malcolm brogdon now really bolsters that backcourt now you're looking at that lineup going okay maybe mix in a five here that's got some serviceability and we're looking at a team yeah we're laughing after that point yep but uh, i don't know we'll see what happens with kd yep i'm excited to see it i don't think it's going to be too long Yep. Too long before that breaks, so we'll see what happens there. Yep. I'm pumped. Darius Garland re-ups with the Cavaliers. I'm just going to fire through some deals that were done. Nate, okay. five years, $193 million. Zach Levine re-ups with the Chicago Bulls at five years, $215 million. John Wall heads to the Clippers on a two-year, $13 million deal. Nikolai Nurkic, uh, Yosef Nurkic, I do apologize, uh, the center for the Portland Trailblazers, returns on a four-year, $70 million deal. Uh, the Raptors acquired... Otto Porter Jr., I should say, signed Otto Porter Jr., I think, to a two-year deal. As I mentioned before, Carl Anthony Towns signs a four-year, $222 million deal. The Mavs signed JaVale McGee, who's been a bit of a suitcase at the center position. Uh, Dort, Canadian, re-signs an OKC. Uh, Bobby Porter signs a four-year deal, I think, worth $60 million with the Milwaukee Bucks. And Victor Oladipo, one-year deal, $11 million with the Miami Heat. So they'll be free agents starting to pour out uh, as we continue on in the NBA. But those are just some rapid-fire signings for you. Yeah, and just quickly, too, my guy Bradley Beal back. Yes. Five years, 251. How you doing? What a paycheck that is. That's He's a- sticking. He's staying. I yeah. thought he was leaving. And a guy who really just kind of plays without any pressure, you know, and gets yeah. just secures the bag. Championship aspirations are nowhere as close to the Wizards Not right now. And he remotely goes. That team has been 7th and 10th for the last 10 years. Yep. Scores 30 to 50 points a night and just says, how are you? Yep. Which, All right, Nate. That's what he's doing. That's going to conclude the NBA talk. We're going to start mixing in a little bit more uh, NFL as the season and as the offseason uh, training camps open up and as the season becomes uh, closer. But uh, we're going to finish things off in the MLB, which is a season that is currently ongoing in quarter four here. Nate and the Jays, uh, obviously, they're on that five-game stretch right now with the Tampa Bay Rays. Very important series right now. Uh, they lost their doubleheader yesterday, but they, more importantly, won on Canada Day. Absolutely electric. Uh, pounded the wheels off Tampa Bay. Yes. So I think they're tied, they're tied 2-2 right now in the series. Uh, the rubber match will be uh, today, uh, yesterday for all those listeners, Sunday. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Jays. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I was excited for them on uh, on Canada today. Yeah, that was sweet. The uh, Yesterday when they played the doubleheader. Yep. Man, I was thinking about how, it, like, you know, if you show up and you have a bad first game in that doubleheader, it's like, geez, we're probably screwed. Yeah. You know, because it's like, it's not like you're going to completely reset. Like, sometimes you're just not on. For sure. And then you got that doubleheader and it's like, well, we're screwed. 
Yeah, if you're having a tough day, it's yeah, going to continue on. Exactly. So they got both. They got uh, beat down in both uh, in both games. But I do want to mention. So when we were live on the line this this week, um, you know, our betting, uh, you know, sports are, are have quiet down uh, in terms of Big Four and, and the betting scene. So so Nate and I, we wanted to have all Canadian narratives on for July first, and uh, we did give out the Jays <laughs> minus one and a half. But then we poured in on Joey Votto. Uh, so Joey Votto, one, you know, obviously being the the best Canadian baseball player of all time, he let us down in a in a you know a massive fashion. He had nothing. Uh, oh for four, but I. Did did want to mention Nate Josh Naylor who was a guy I was eyeing all week he hadn't been playing very much he got the start against Garrett Cole hits a dinger off of him yeah now you mentioned him too you're just like I still know if he's gonna be in the lineup I was like yeah it's a tough one to gamble and then we went Votto and we could have gone Naylor so that's on us and uh for all the live on the line fans and for Brandon who produces the show that was the predicament we were in yeah, it's tough too because like you're not getting that lineup card until like right before the game yep. for the most part, you know? Like you yep. can get a, maybe a Twitter leak or something, but like we how are we going to make bets the night before that are going to be coming on for that day beforehand and really not know if he's playing. No, they just void bets. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a little upsetting there. Uh, I did want to mention a Trevor Gosman, uh, pitcher for the page uh, for the for the Red Sox, not the Patriots, uh, for the Blue Jays, not the Red Sox or Patriots. Uh, <laughs> leaves the game after taking a liner to the shin. So I'm not sure how long Gosman's going to be out. But uh, man, the Blues Blue Jays pitching, I think they're definitely going to address it pretty soon via trade uh, because things are a little dicey. Yeah, no kidding. Things well, we talked about it, though. We're like, you know what? Come trade deadline time. Maybe they got to go a little earlier, though. Yep. You know, exactly. you still want to be in that wild card spot. I think they're going to be okay. But, I mean, I'm just looking at these standings right now, man. 14 games back in second place. Like, the Yankees, dude, are, I say it every episode, but holy hell on wheels. Yeah, absolute firewagon. Outrageous. Absolute firewagon. Uh, moving out west of St. Louis, Nate Nolan Arenado hits a cycle. It's the fifth cycle yep. hit for this, this year in the MLB. I mean, I, I just can't get over how outrageous that is and how challenging of a feat that is to hit a cycle. And there's been five of them already. So it's a tip, a tip of the cap to all those guys, you know, reeling in those those uh, cycles. It was his second of his career, Nolan Arenado, uh, obviously former Rocky, now St. Louis Cardinal. So congrats to Nolan Arenado for hitting the cycle. Yeah. Very awesome. What he also had two home runs too, didn't he? I'm not sure. Did I he have he, two home I runs? I thought he had two home runs. Five for five. I think. Wow. I'd have to double check on that, but I thought for sure he had a couple bombs. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a day. Have a day. That's a day. Um, Red Sox. Shout out to the Red Sox. Chris Sale, who has been shaky the last few years, a lot of injuries. He's coming back soon, so that's going to be a big addition because, you know, at times he's a Cy Young winner. Yeah. I don't know if he can find that game again, but Chris Sale will certainly be a nice addition back into the Red Sox pen. We've got Max Scherzer's making his return soon uh, for the New York Mets. Cool story out of New York. He was rehabbing down with the with the prospects, and he took them all out. $8,000 dinner. Uh, gave them all ear pods, said, thanks, boys, for, for taking me in and letting me pitch. So that's a cool thing. I think guys who are mega stars and do more rehab stints should take a note out of Max Scherzer's playbook there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a lot easier when you're absolutely filthy rich. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But that's an awesome thing for him to do. Scherzer's a beauty. For sure. For sure. It. Uh, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a nice gesture to uh, to all the prospects in the Mets system. Nate, I didn't want to mention while we conclude the MLB chat here is Juan Soto has now declined two deals from the Washington Nationals. Is this guy just looking for the paycheck or is he looking to get outside of outside of Washington? I'm not sure. I mean, one of the what was the deal he declined? I believe it was 13 years, 350 million. Yeah. Declined. And it's like. You'd have to think maybe once uh, I was listening to an interview actually with him yesterday and he was talking about how he's like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool to test free agencies. Like, but I don't know if I want to do that. And like, I'm, I like it here, but like, I also kind of want to try it. It seems like he's really on the fence. And uh, I mean, like he would, 
It's not like he's having a crazy year either, but he's just going to auto get the bag if he goes to free agency. So it's like, I don't know, it's maybe worth taking a look at for him. I mean, Washington, they're not exactly a fire wagon. No. So, no, you know. And Bryce Harper, too, he's out long-term, uh, yeah. six to eight weeks, I do believe, with a yeah. thumb injury. I'm not, I forgot what the injury is there for Bryce, but, um, and he's not a national, he's a Philly, so I'm he not is, sure yeah. why I brought up Bryce there. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, Nate, that's going to conclude quarter four MLB talk. Uh, we'll, lo- we'll move in a little fire wagon, dog water of the week. My fire wagon this week is a guy by the name of Nathan McKinnon. Okay. And I know he probably should have been my dog water or my fire wagon last week, but I didn't give it to him. I know two weeks ago we gave out the Colorado Avalanche the fire wagon, but he's partying with the cop, man. He's celebrating with Sid. He's getting all the women he wants. Nathan McKinnon, Nova Scotian boy. I had to give him a fire wagon, so I'm going to give him the fire wagon of the month. Okay, I like it. Uh, I'll go fire wagon of the month also. Okay. I'm going with the Yankees. Yep. I know I brought it up a million times, but I just want to put like get these stat lines out here. We're 58 and 21. Yep. We have Outrageous. a run differential. Take a stab at the run differential. I think it's like plus 120. Plus 164. Plus 164. Absolutely outrageous. 58 and 21. Yep. It's 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 maybe the biggest fire wagon ever. It's so far. They're not gonna win though. Do you no. think do you think? They'll find a way to lose. That's what I mean. Yep. Yeah, it's it's when's their last World Series? 09, I believe. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. They'll find a way to lose. Um, but uh, my dog water of the week is Taylor Gooch. Those comments about the Ryder Cup and Pride is a Cup were the biggest clown comments I've ever heard. I did like Taylor Gooch before he left the Live Tour. But, dude, you're an absolute clown for saying that. You're delusional. And uh, you're my dog water of the month. I'm going to go with uh, just dog water of the week. And it's, it's just Patrick Reed. <laughs> Haven't got a real lot. I was just watching him play the other day, like watching some highlights of him. And I was like... Man, this guy's a tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really about all it is. Um, other notable fire wagons, um, I believe it was Curtis McDermott for the Avalanche. He uh, fell on his back and the cup landed on his face in a bar. Yes. Um, I believe that was him anyway. If not, I'll do respect. Yeah, he had above his head and the weight of the cup just sent yeah, him. Yeah, he just fell down. Yeah. And uh, those guys are going pretty hard. They are, man. Going Celebrating. Hard. So listen, guys, make sure you go follow us on all of our socials, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you give this a five-star and a comment. We appreciate you guys listening. We will see you.